Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Welcome, good people, to our podcast of Bohemian Rhapsody. This is movie reviews in 20 cues. Sam's our host, and I'm singing tunes. And if you don't like it, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> Holy shit, Machu! Well done. I had no idea what to expect, but that was great. Yes, as Machu just sung, the this is the podcast movie reviews in twenty cues, and I am your host Sam Early. And that was Machu. Welcome, Machu. Cheers. They they say I've got a face for radio, and it turns out I've got a voice for TV, or a voice for deaf people, whatever that is. <laughs> and that's so true. And the other cackling little voice that you're hearing is uh, Stacy. How are you, Stacy? Hi, I'm super excited to be talking about this movie. I've been wanting to do this podcast for ages. I saw Same. this movie like six months ago, guys. Come oh, on. really? Yes. Has it been that long? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for ages as well. So much so that I just killed a man. <laughs> Put a gun against his head, pulled a trigger, and now he's dead. It's too yeah. late. Your time has come. <laughs> So yeah, as you can gather by our little songs and uh, alludes, we are doing the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. And as usual, we are going to do this by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. But before we get into that, we're going to have a look at the plot of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody for those of you that are sitting at home and don't plan on seeing this movie. So Machu, why don't you tell us what the plot for Bohemian Rhapsody is? Right. <laughs> so Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, the biopic of Queen, uh, their music and the extraordinary lead singer, Freddie Mercury. Really? It's just about Freddie Mercury. Let's Pretty be much, honest. Eh? yeah, yeah. Um, the film traces his meteoric rise of the band through the iconic songs and the revolutionary sound. And then, obviously, then we start getting into Freddie's life, starting to take a bit of a um, downturn, and they start having non-stop parties, and trouble start hitting the band until they eventually reconcile for the finale when they have their infamous Live Aid performance. That's correct. And looking at the reviews for this movie, IMDb, 8.2 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes, 62%, and Metacritic sitting at 49%. Interestingly, Roger Ebert won out of four stars for this. Who the fuck is Roger Ebert? Is he is Ebert? Isn't that like an accounting term or something? Ebert? <laughs> what is... I don't know, bro. I've never met him. This movie got audited, and it's <laughs> yeah. one Ebert. Yeah. Out of four Eberts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, but Stacey, what about you? How many uh, false sets of teeth out of 10,000 would you give this movie? I'm with the Rotten Tomatoes audience on this. 8,888. What? Shit. What, what? Oh, the audience. Right, right. Yeah. What, yeah. about you, what about you, Matt? Yeah. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? <laughs> Thunderbolt's enlightening. I'm going to throw down a 7,800. I, li- I liked it. It was all right. And this is very frightening. I'm going to give it 5,412. <laughs> Wait, no, this is harsh because 6,000 is a recommend. I'll give it 6,012. 6,012. Yeah, 6,012. 12 extra pairs of teeth there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that we all answer. We then move into three sets of personal questions that uh, the other two answer and one of us asks. And then we finally finish on uh, another all-answer question, which, uh, yeah, we'll get to soon. But first of all, it's our common one. It's the compliment sandwich, where we list one thing good, one thing bad, 
And one thing good about this film, Machu, why don't you lead us off? Right. Okay. So I, I just think this is a good, easy to watch movie. That was the that was probably the, the thing I liked about this movie the most. That's why I gave it uh, kind of a high score. You know, it's pretty soft. It's you know, we went through stuff that we expected to see, but we didn't see too much of the dark side that might have turned people mm. off. And we, you know, it's kind of a happy ending at the end. So I mean, overall, it's an easy watch. One bad thing. Oh. I didn't actually like the fact that they just focused on Freddie and his manager, Paul. Like, I thought that was, you know, those are the two guys, they're, they're both dead. And I felt that was a bit harsh. And I thought it wasn't that classy. And actually, they should have gone after band members themselves. Like, Brian May, like, what a fucking puss. <laughs> what, what was the most interesting about thing about him, apart from his hair? Like, mm. you know, like, I want to I hear more about the band. And even Roger, they played him down so much. So I just didn't think they went hard enough on the actual band and they focused on the wrong points. And maybe that's why some of the critics gave them uh, slightly lower scores and I guess the other thing I did like about this film was the other characters like the minor characters in this film they really stood out for me apart from maybe Paul but um, we had <laughs> Mike Meyer in there and I, I liked him and you know it was a bit quirky and we had Littlefinger from um, Game of Thrones yeah yeah popped um, up being yeah, his usual shitty yeah, self so yeah so I, I quite enjoyed some of the minor characters and the way they brought celebrities into the film uh, so that was cool what about you Stace? I agree with Machu it's a really easy easy watch quite fun film Film. And my first good thing about it is I loved the the pace of um, playing the music and transitioning from songs, clipping through how the songs were created and kind of overlapping from scene to scene. Like they didn't hit you over the head majorly. They kind of moved the timeline along quite well by using the songs that they were writing at that time. That was quite cool, I thought, and creative. The bad thing is I couldn't really think of one specific bad thing but it was just maybe a little bit too long like I know there's a lot to fit in the story but just yeah could have been shorter what bit do you reckon they should have cut out probably live aid eh look at the desk there <laughs> they could have just cut every scene by like half a second and that would have just compressed the whole <laughs> <laughs> that Heathrow airport scene yeah and my final good thing is, I was looking at the cast for this movie beforehand, and the guy, Gwillem Lee, who played Brian May, I was like, where has he been? He's awesome. He was like, much you said, yeah. some of the minor characters were really cool and interesting, and some of them we knew already. I'd never seen this guy before, and he was he was solid. He seemed so natural, like he was actually Brian May. My first good thing is that they incorporated the music into this really well. It played like a greatest hits album of Queen, where they went through one song after the other after the other, culminating in a show where they put all of them together, which was awesome. Mm. My bad thing is that there was a lot of scenes just seemed like biopic cliches. There was a lot of, if you're familiar with the Queen story, there's a lot of stuff in there that was just blatantly false. And there's a lot of stuff that like were just poorly edited scenes. The one that springs to mind was the one with Littlefinger where they're down by the river. and So Queen, eh? <laughs> what makes you better than all the other bands in the world? Come and join my little wow. kingdom and we'll get the... Um, yes. <laughs> Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> the throne of swords. Wait, hey, fuck, I'm in the wrong movie. <laughs> Look, Aria. It was, yeah, it was just like, oh, fuck, come on. But finally, like, recreating Live 8, that was probably my most favourite moment of the film. If you've gone on YouTube and watched the Live 8 performance side by side of the performance from Bohemian Rhapsody, and they sync up perfectly. It's ridiculous how well they've done. They've got Rami Malek down doing all the little, like, ticks and motions and stuff like that. But even, like, the rest of the band are, like, in time with the actual video itself. Yeah, that was wicked. It was great to finish a movie on a highlight like that. Bit of an eight-mile finish there. <laughs> yeah. Eminem's busting yeah. down. We had Freddie busting down. A little bit different. 
But the same, eh? But the same, eh? <laughs> it, w- it was good, but then it was like, oh, and by the way, Freddie Mercury died six years later from eight. <laughs> yeah. this, this is like, this This movie is like a memorial to his life and his achievements. So, yeah, it is, yeah. so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, I get that. You go I get into that. this movie knowing what happens in the end. Well, I didn't know he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was it's... like the biggest plot twist ever. <sighs> Anywho, that moves us on to question number two, which is a Patreon question. That's right, for the princely sum of $5 a month, listeners get to throw their questions in here and we read them out every time we do a podcast. And this one comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Phil Jointson. And so, what is Phil's question, Machu? Um, His question is, uh, what item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? Well, I would want to be the microphone stand. So this is one of <laughs> this is one of Freddie Mercury's key things, and they actually showed how it kind of came about. It was the first night on stage; he couldn't really figure out how he worked, so he just whipped it out the top half out of the bottom, and then he kind of carried on, and that was like his little prop that he used in all of his shows going forward. It was so cool. you you don't want to be a discarded lower half? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, on the top half, on the top half. Oh, is so you you, you are definitely the, the top half. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? So I'm, I'm going to jump in here, and I'm going to go for the um, the bottom half, especially um, of Freddie in the second and third act. I don't want to be Freddie's penis because <laughs> he, well, he obviously stuck it into anything he could find, <laughs> and that True. led to his demise. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's that's the thing that I don't want to be, and I don't want to be stuck into all sorts of different shapes and sizes. That's me. Fair enough. <laughs> I the thing that I really want to be is I want to be pretty much the fifth member of the band which is the piano at the Live 8 concert. Because, you know, the four band guys are putting on a great performance. Imagine if you were on the stage with them and you were so key and critical to the song Bohemian Rhapsody. That would be mm. the best day of your piano life. Yeah, and especially... <laughs> you, <laughs> I talking about? Especially you were holding up all those drinks for them. Yeah. For the day. Yeah. That was I really love, important. And, and better, they'd be covered in Pepsi. <laughs> Tell you now. <laughs> All right, that brings us on to question three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film, Sam? I suppose my deep philosophical debate is if I was the frontman of a band, would I go down the same route as Freddie or would I be like Brian May and the rest of the guys? Would I go for a wife, kids, all that sort of stuff or would I turn into the craziest man that ever lived sort of thing? We all know the answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not even a debate. Yeah, that's, that's not a debate. Who, who am I kidding? The deep philosophical debate that I had was, is it better to be gay now or then? Like, um, <laughs> what? Because right now, oh, is it a bit shit? Like, uh, my, my friend's brother came out and he was gay. And his family said to him when he came out, he goes, oh, look, I've got a big announcement to make. I'm bisexual. And they all said, aren't you just gay? Yeah, you're gay, Freddie. <laughs> Um, like and we, we've crazy. always known, and like it's it's kind of like coming out to your dad. It's not that bad anymore. And I think in his time, like it, it might have been better to be gay. You know, like he's vilified, but um, you know, it's that, that secret that plays to the sense that you're doing something naughty and you're getting away with yeah. it. It is really not that bad. I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. Anyway, is it worse now okay. or then? <laughs> mm, that's interesting. What, what are you about you? Got... Well, I'm just sticking to the whole music thing. I was just thinking. If... <laughs> There's music in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually. Where would Queen be now if Freddie had lived? Would they have gone on to be more and more successful? Or would have they gone down the gurgler and like most old ageing rock bands? It's so true because there's so many bands from that time that like, they're still doing it. Like the Rolling Stones are still doing it. And you look at them and think, like, it's great. It's cool you guys are still doing it. But... 
So it kind of seems like Queen, like they finished on a hot, well, they're still around, I know, but when Freddie died, they were on high. That was awesome. They had so much great music and they were really popular and all that kind of thing. And that moves us on to question number four. How long would you guys date this movie for? I reckon you got to Jim Hutton the shit out of this Queen movie, eh? So you got to you get, you make your move. Well, get groped and then yeah, sort of. get groped, but then pull away. Pull away. <laughs> Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't date this movie, to be honest. Really? I'm not really into musicians and musical stuff. It's fun to watch and look at from a distance, but yeah, nah, not for me. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I would politely refuse. This movie is all over the place. It's not very well edited, and I like my woman to be well edited. What? Lots of makeup and stuff, you mean? Nah. One night stand? <laughs> edited. One night stand, though? Would you one night stand it? Because mm, it's quite flashy She's... and loud and sort of <laughs> yes, if alluring. Yes, if you met this um, movie, down at the chatty, you would totally hook up with it. Maybe in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. ignore the friend request on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. it's, okay, question number five there, much you. So, what thing about this movie did you notice that you don't think other people may have immediately noticed? Now, I usually do have really good answers for this because I do notice weird things, but I'm flipping this around on this occasion. I I where I'm going to say something that I didn't notice that everyone else knew apparently. I didn't know that Mike Myers was in this movie <laughs> until the, oh, halfway really? through the second screening of it that I saw with Sam, and he's like, "Oh, it's funny how they got what? Mike Myers to do, to do the yeah to do the manager." And I was like, "What?" Like they he had a good makeup and good beard on. Yeah, you're right. It was very on the nose, though, his little line of, like, we want music that teenagers can listen to in their car and bop their heads to. You know, like, referencing yeah, Wayne's awesome. World. That was awesome. That was cool. Oh, yeah. was, I cringed. Why am I being a Grinch? I'm a real yeah, Grinch about on. this movie. You're like, how old are you? Come on. Stacey's like, yeah, that's awesome. And you're like, I cringed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are a match made in heaven. <laughs> Exactly. I'm still waiting for the podcast. We finally actually confirm our divorce on Stacey. Uh, the thing I noticed, and this is really nerdy, is that at one point it cuts to a shot of uh, London, 1980, and they're all listening to Super Freak by Rick James, bitch, and Super Freak didn't come out to 1981. God, that's nerdy. Oh, sad. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. What did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Slap! <laughs> <laughs> Stacey's never watched Chappelle's show. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch! That doesn't help. <laughs> the thing that I noticed um, straight away, I was just waiting to find out a little bit more about the band. Like, I know I've already said this, but um, I reckon the thing I noticed was Brian May fucked up the script, eh? Like, he, he's got his hands <laughs> all over it, and he's made himself look squeaky clean. <laughs> like, even Roger, Roger, he got, he got you know, he was sort of deemed slightly not not so intensely but as a womanizer but Brian May just shit don't stick to that yeah. fella Ray he yeah, doesn't yeah. yeah he didn't give anything to the movie at oh, all that's a good point yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so apart from the fact that he's the maddest guitar player ever and he was the leader of the band apart from that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah good one Brian Fucking idiot. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You know, it's because of the hair, I reckon. He's I he's still got that curly hair now, even though he's really old and it's grey. Yeah. He, he is a great guitarist, eh? But just give something up, just, you know. Like, and he's got a PhD in astrophysics. <laughs> what the fuck? Weird. Has he got any personality at all? Like, I don't know. No. 
Okay, question six is another Patreon question from the lovely Emily Higgins from the Taste This podcast. What film would be the best or the worst to watch as a double feature with this film? I'll tell you what the worst would be to watch with this film is Dewey Cox. What's that? No, what is it? Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, where it's John C. Riley like rips the piss out of rock biopics, and then specifically <laughs> he rips the piss out of Walk the Line. Oh. So he, like, do you remember this movie where he's like, mm. sort of walks into a room and he's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, weed, you don't want any of this, Dewey. Why not? It makes you like really chilled out and have a good time and be friendly to everyone around you. Well, it kind of makes me sound like I really want to have something. You don't want any of this, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it the Ray Charles movie? <laughs> yeah, similar to that. But it, it like rips the piss out of like a lot of uh, rock biopics and that sort of shit. And it sort of like lampoons their stereotypes. Oh, right, and and right. I think if you've watched if you watch this movie and then watch that, you'd be like, Oh wait a minute, that movie I just watched was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just did all the things that's in this movie. What the fuck? That's a really good answer, and here comes Thank a really you. shit answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the worst movie to watch with this is if you've just watched a great film about a, one of the great rock bands you've ever seen, you could obviously watch the worst film about uh, a singer that you, you might even hate, <laughs> which is the Britney Spears biopic uh, Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> she has one? <laughs> She, oh, has, yeah, she, has a, she has a film and it's oh, I haven't seen it. And then I guess the best movie to watch with this might be the Elton John movie that's about to come out. I think Ooh, that'd be a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's played it's played by an unusual someone that you wouldn't think is gonna play this, the guy out of um Kingsman. Yeah. You know, Kingsman oh, Taron Egerton or Eggsy, yeah. yeah. Eggsy, Eggsy. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm from London, yeah. Now he's going to sing fucking Lion King. That's what in a circle of life. Good one, mate. Yeah, so I'll be interested in seeing that movie. Okay, so the answer for me is quite personal. This probably won't recommend out to everybody, but I only like two musical biopic movies in the whole entire history of biopics, and that is Walk the Line and Bohemian Rhapsody. So I think oh. that'd be a great double header to watch together, and quite different style of movie. So you mix it up a bit. Johnny Cash has that weird relationship with his love interest, and so does Freddie Mercury. So yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It is. yeah. They it's both have dads strong. that don't like what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start some cliches. Let's get them all they out. Both get fucked up on drugs and have their yes, band desert them, exactly. and then reconcile to do a massive concert that's infamous. Yes, mm. they both dress up in gimps. Oh wait, that was much who's masturbated to both of them. <laughs> that moves us on to question number seven. Which character from this movie just clearly needs to get laid? Fuck, it's the music business, eh? Everyone's getting laid. Like, uh, maybe, I, I think maybe Freddie's dad, he's pretty uptight. <laughs> he needs to you do know, the Fandango. Yeah, he yes. needs to do the Fandango. He's never heard it, doesn't like it, but he needs to do it. <laughs> he needs to loosen up, you know, start, yeah. stop thinking about his son being a boxer and start punching holes of his own. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Mary. She's so sweet. I just want, I wish. She's got two boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> True, one of them's gay, so she probably does need to get laid. He seems to like her, though. He's told his dad that she's a great shake. <laughs> yes, that's that true. That is true, yeah. But it would be great to see a bit of a Mary spin-off just to see what happened to her. Spoiler alert, she's rich. She got all Freddie's money. She is fucking rich. <laughs> I'll tell you who needs to get laid is the goddamn drummer. He is wandering around angry and grumpy. Yeah. 
Him. Who? Who is he? Oh, the the, the, oh, Roger the curly haired <laughs> oh, guy. Roger. Oh, Roger. Oh, the, I thought it the was John Deacon. I was about to say nothing comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, Deakey. <laughs> nothing comes to him as well. Poor Deakey. Doesn't Roger just constantly get laid? Like, I mean, he, I, he probably, probably does, but he probably needs to get laid more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He needs to get laid. Okay. Rightio. Now, moving on to question number eight. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? I want him to be Freddie Mercury. Fuck Done. off. <laughs> That's everyone's answer, yes. asshole. <laughs> I, I'm big guessing. Oh, I wanted to get in there quick. Okay, well, I'm you, going to... Did you say what you had, Machu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. I win. I win. I'm going to give him a different role. I love old little finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that Nick Cage would be a great manager for Queen. He'd fit right in. That was my backup answer. Oh, that's my backup answer. <laughs> <laughs> Littlefinger. That was clear. That was a clear winner. So you, you, what makes Queen better than all the rest of the other band? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. A few guys are going with Freddie and the manager, Littlefinger. What? You know, I'm just going to have to go with Mike Myers. <laughs> you want him to play Mike Myers? Mike Myers, the yeah, the, the, the evil, the evil studio record label boss. Yeah. I can imagine him with those sunglasses with the graduated lenses as well. Yeah, he, he'd yeah. Look good, yeah. I want you to play some music that teens can pop their heads to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. A B C. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good answers, guys. Okay, question nine. What two characters would you take with you on a crazy cross-country road trip? Maybe like their tour of America in a yeah. bus. Yeah. So I'd definitely take Jim Beach, who's the lawyer-turned-manager. He's a real yes-man. He just, you know, says yes to everything. And that's what I want. And Mary as well. She's hot. <laughs> Shit, is this, is this the day? Is this the day when you guys break up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She, she has no. Oh no, she's looking at me. She, she's reading. She was. Over. She was reading her answer while I said that. So she, I may have stuck that one past her. There's only one girl in this film, but Stacy. <laughs> There's a lot of guys. Who would you take on a crazy trip? Oh, I'm. I'm definitely going with Freddie and Brian. Like the two leads, like guys out of the band. Uh, yeah, they look like heaps of fun. Oh. You're in trouble there, Sam. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm going I'm to go with Freddie and Paul. Freddie's your classic party guy, and Paul's going to go out and make sure he invites everyone into the party. They're all going to be gay. But <laughs> so, all, you know, all they have to do is invite one girl. One girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's Surely the problem that, here, that I don't know if you realise, but I'm pretty sure you're not gay. So <laughs> yeah. I've got a moustache and, and, and a weirdly short brown hair on top. Look like a police officer. Or someone out of the village people. (laughs) Or someone out of Queen. (laughs) And that moves us on to question number 10. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear straight after sex? You look like an angry lizard. That was a that was a Brian May line when is they. Is that were, your answer, or are you just saying that to me in general? Yeah, just in general. Oh yeah. But um, that was a Brian May line from when they were on the riverside, the scene you hate, when Freddie was wearing that white leather jacket with the kind of big frilly lizard neck lapels. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. You look like an angry lizard. <laughs> Good on, so. This is what Freddie says to the band when they when they reunite. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. oh, it's not that close though, not that close. <laughs> yeah, like really distant cousins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use one of the lines from the movie, which Ray Foster says, it goes on forever, six bloody minutes. You wouldn't want to hear back, I pity your wife if you think six minutes is forever. <laughs> yep. Good call. 
Right. So that moves us on to, to my questions. Question number 11. What legendary Freddy story should they have told in the movie? Oh, a story that I just found out about. Was one. Oh, you weird... mean a story I told you? <laughs> yeah, I just a story I discovered recently was that <laughs> apparently Princess Di was quite good friends with Freddie and all the guys and stuff, and they were hanging out one night and they wanted to go out, and they're like, "Oh no, no, it wouldn't be very good for Princess Di to be seen with these guys." So they actually dressed her up and gave her a cap and put, a, put her in a jacket and made her look like a guy and took her to a gay nightclub. And they had the best oh, night ever. that's wicked, eh? <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool to have a bit of Princess die in the movie. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the other one I really liked was that Freddie Mercury and uh, Michael Jackson were like really good friends. And they were like trying to record albums together and songs together and all that sort of stuff, but nothing ever came of it because basically um, Freddie got pissed off with Michael Jackson because he brought a llama into the studio one time. And then Michael Jackson once went to talk to him about like the recording and shit and just found him face deep in a pile of cocaine with $100 bill up his nose. And that was it. That was the end of their relationship. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the one I really wanted to see was that one of his wild parties, he got a whole bunch of dwarfs to put t- t- uh, trays of cocaine on their heads and everyone took it. <laughs> oh, I was like, that would be awesome. Why don't we yeah, see some of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, and they, they just needed one person to walk through that party, then that party scene, one person. They could have got a what's-his-face from Game of Thrones. That <laughs> John Dinklage or yeah. whatever his name is. Peter yeah. Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, yeah. He would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been even dressed up as his Game of Thrones character. <laughs> okay, moving on to question number 12. What weird thing about yourself would you not get changed? Like, for example, Freddy didn't want to change his teeth because he felt that his octave range was enhanced by his weird teeth. So if you had something weird about you, what would it? Um, what would you not get changed? One thing I would not change about myself is the colour of my hair because then I wouldn't be the ginger princess anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever dyed your hair? Yes, but it's always been this colour. <laughs> so that, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Have you dyed your hair? Yes, but it's always been this colour. Yeah, yeah. so this is currently coloured. but it is Are you having grey rinses? Is that what you're saying? Grey rinses? I'm not fucking 90. <laughs> Don't go down to the salon and get a rinse. A blue rinse is what you're thinking. I, I've got a couple. I've got an inability to say words to start with TH. For instance, I say thanks like thanks, like an F. And yeah, I wouldn't get any sort of thing to change that. Also, have a ton of scars. Got a ton of scars all over my legs from rugby and getting shoved out of a fucking <laughs> goddamn luging cart by some asshole on my fucking stag too. <laughs> yeah, I've got a ton of scars, all that sort of shit, and scar on my forehead. So I wouldn't get that changed. I don't need to change up perfection. <laughs> thing that I, I wouldn't change about myself is I've got an abnormally large head for the size of my body. <laughs> Fuck, that's an understatement, oh, lollipop man. <laughs> I, like <it. laughs> I look like a caricature out of a out of a cartoon, but um, that's the real life size. It just fits my enormous brain, so you know you can't downsize that. So yeah, I won't be um, changing that. You know, I'm what the kind of guy that I, I'm the kind of guy that stretches the necks of shirts constantly. <laughs> but what, you know, I wouldn't change it. What about these delusions of self grandeur, bro? Would you get rid of that? <laughs> Okay, moving on to question number 13. Freddie was known for his wild parties. So, would you rather party in a gimp suit on your hands and knees at a male-only bottomless party where people don't wear pants or be a naked human cocaine table? And that moves us on to Stacey's questions. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this is a really hard one. Even, even though it's a 50-50, it's still not... No, oh, I, I want both options, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick suicide. What about you, Stace? <laughs> well, I was going to go with the cocaine table, but I don't really want to be naked. So I'm going to go with the gimp suit at a male-only bottomless party because as a female, and I'm assuming most of the guys there are gay, they, no one would notice me. They wouldn't be looking at me at all. They wouldn't be hitting on you or anything, I'd be eh? able to blend into the background. You'd be able to go off and you know check your Instagram and... Have, yeah. a, have a look at oars on Reddit and you know, it's just, you, no one to give a shit. No one yeah. will notice you're there. That's a good answer. I, I was thinking I'd be the naked human cocaine table. At least I could have a few chats. There'd be a few celebrities there, you know, like we <laughs> see each other. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, mate. Well, how's it going? <laughs> oh, yeah, having a pretty good night now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I loved you in Two and a Half Men. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit cold. I know. <laughs> yeah, and then next time you meet them, you're like, hey, remember me? And they're like, we spent a lot of time together. Like, a lot. <laughs> true, true. And that moves us on to my set of questions. So, for a long time there, it looked like Sasha Baron Cohen, aka Borat, was going to play the role of Freddie Mercury, but he wanted to take it in a really extreme direction. And Brian May was like, nah, bro, nah, nah, not at all, man. We don't want to do this like how you want to do it. We want to do a sort of PG version. He was like, no, let's embrace the craziness, you know, let's get mental, all that sort of stuff. I want to know from you guys, do you reckon Sasha Baron Cohen would have done a better job as Freddy? And maybe it would have been a better movie. What do you guys reckon? Uh, if Sasha Baron Cohen was directing the movie, maybe, but not not if he was acting as Freddy. He's too tall. He's too tall. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he'll be the tallest guy on the set. That's true. It's true. Yeah, I totally agree. No, he wouldn't have been better in this role. He, he's too he's too distracting because people know him as Borat, know him as LEG and all that kind of thing. And it would be too distracting. But doesn't it lead into the flamboyance of Freddy? Like, he'd be amazing It, it would take it. away from it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take away from it. Whereas not many people know Rami. He's just like some guy we saw in Mr. Robot. I don't even like Rami. It. I didn't even like his portrayal of Freddy. But, but I, I don't hey, think Hey, save it for the liked. controversial opinion, bro. <laughs> You're both wrong. <laughs> tell, us, tell us why. Tell us why. It would have been amazing. It would have embraced the actual like essence of what Freddy is. We wouldn't have got this watered down PG version of him. We would have got like this is a legitimate real story. But like, the, the sad like thing Matt is, you said that's that's if he was directing or writing the story, not if he was just acting. Yeah, with but he wouldn't have done script. it if they hadn't have gone with that. That was the thing. Like this, he said, like this is the direction I want to take it in. And they were going to find a director to basically take in that direction. And then they fell out and were like, you know, Brian May said, no, nah, look, you know, we want to do a PG version. Yeah, P- PG, so Sasha Baron Cohen would have been shit. It would have. <laughs> absolutely would have. That's why Rami did a good job, because at least he was there for the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like all PG movies, there'd be no blood. There'd be only one set of boobs. It's like, it'd be shit, man. You want was there R-rated. any boobs? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm I just running off the boobs. standard BG, PG bloody yeah, stereotype. pretty PG. Cool, so anyway, that moves me on to my next question. Which member of the band do you reckon definitely goes home every night and cries? It's definitely Deaky. Because no one likes, he's the one with the frizzy, curly perm hair, eh? Yes, that's Deke Dickerson. And, and he just blends into the background and he probably has all these awesome ideas from songs and everyone's like, oh, nah, that's shit. Yeah, that would have definitely done that, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all talking, shut up. <laughs> like even that time where he's like, doom, doom, doom. And they all look at him and then like, what's that? He's like, oh, it's a bass line I'll be writing. He's probably had that for like 10 fucking years. (laughs) Hey, do you guys want to hear that? No, fuck off. (laughs) They're not listening to me anymore, mum. Yeah, he would have had a few tears 
pretty much every second night. But I reckon the man who had tears every night would have been Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's very lonely. The fact, yeah, you know, from the start, he's gay. He's, you know, cheating on his missus and he's real sad about that. So there's so many reasons for him to cry himself to sleep every night. I Fair enough. Be him. Moving on to my next question. You don't often get a lot of biopics for bands that are still going or still around. What do you guys reckon? If Freddie was still alive, do you reckon this film would have got made? Well, nah. I think these days there's a move to immortalise some of these real legends in film. Like we've got Elton John. True. We've got 50 Cent. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, yeah they're, yeah, they're pretty similar. Get Richard Die trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it started from that, but now we're starting to see some better people. You know, next we'll have Michael Jackson. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Shit, who are they here to play him? <laughs> Macaulay <Smith>. Culkin. <laughs> What about you, Stace? Do you reckon if Freddie was still alive, do you reckon we'd get this movie or nah? Nah, we wouldn't have got this movie. Like, with this particular story and angle, it might it would have been wildly different, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. And it's interesting, actually, it'll be interesting to see what the Elton John movie is like, given that he's alive still. You yeah, see, Elton's still held in quite high regard, but, like, a lot of other bands that are similar to Queen, for me, has sort of diminished over the years. Like, Metallica used to be, like, the biggest band on the planet. But could you imagine a Metallica movie now? But if James Hetfield had died... We probably would be getting Metallica movies. I don't know, I don't know but about that. Their music hasn't lasted the test of time as well as well as Queen says. I just think it's poppier. There's a lot of Metallica fans at home right yeah, now. Yeah, Fuck you, bro. <laughs> but hang on, Metallica. Me Sorry, Metallica fans, but you just haven't met. The, you just haven't reached the Britney Spears fans and the MC <laughs> Hammer fans, and that's the market that you know Queen. Queen just is across all markets. They're the gays. They're the straights. They're the, yeah. they're, the they're the rock. And they're the pop. They're so. the outsiders at the back of the concert hall <laughs> that feel like they don't belong, but they do belong. Oh, fuck yeah. that scene. Metallica is awesome. I love Metallica, but I just don't think they've stood as, you know, we don't sing um, Into Sandman after we win the World Cup, for example. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it light. No, it's, we are the champions team. What about nothing else matters? <laughs> when you lose, yeah, it's yeah. something. <laughs> And that moves us on to Stacey's questions. Yay! Okay, 17. If you guys turned gay, would you move your ex into the house next door? Fuck no. <laughs> Why not? Would you really want to live next door to me while I'm plowing dudes? <laughs> well, it depends if you bought me a big mansion. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I now, I ain't it. saying she a gold digger. <laughs> What about you, Machi? Would you move gay. Carol next door? Well, yeah. you've got to, bro. You've got kids. You need yeah, someone to babysit. Yeah, yeah, I think I do need to move here next door, eh? Like, I've well, got even to, if you're not gay. Like, is it? You know, I'm not gay. <laughs> we have two houses. So I can't even afford one house. So. <laughs> Shit. Probably, yeah, that's, a, that, you know, I've got to be realistic to who I am and what my situation is. Unless she's going to sleep in a tent next door, I don't think it's happening, eh, team? <laughs> Question 18. We've already talked about some biopic cliches. What was the most needless cliche in this movie? Oh, the dad not liking what he's doing. That was the one that at the start of the film it put me off and left a sour taste in my mouth for like the rest of the film. Just like, you shouldn't be going out at night. You should... And then the father not approving of yeah, his the father not approving. It's, it's, it's similar to Walk the Line where the, the wrong son died. Well, who the fuck says that to someone? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is the most needless music biopic cliche, but the the bad manager, like, I mean, mm. these oh, guys yeah. seem to be sharp negotiators, you know, when they're talking with Mike Myers and and you know, Freddie and Paul were obviously hooking up, and and the and the reality of the situation was they worked together 
for a long time yeah. past what what was said in the movie and i just think it, it, again it's bad taste that they they picked on that particular guy and and i didn't like i didn't think they needed it in the movie Fair enough. Cool. Okay, so Freddie starts out his life as Farouk Balsara. What would you change your stage name to be? Well, you've heard of Little Richard. What about Big Richard? That's right. (laughs) I'm the big dick. (laughs) Okay. If you say so. (laughs) Some other ideas I had here was Max Poundage, Richard Maximus, Max Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. Maxibation. <laughs> okay, what about just Max? You could be like a one namer, like Madonna. It makes it little, 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 yeah, I think I've had a stroke. Okay, what about you, Mitch? Oh, there's something I call people when they were at a like a, a fancy dress party and they make no effort. It's kind of like me. I call my, call it call it normal guy. <laughs> normal guy. <laughs> normal guy. For someone that turns up to the sevens and they obviously haven't got dressed up, you go over there, stand by them, point at them in the face. Call him normal guy. That'll be me. On oh, the stage. no effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no effort. Yeah, that's it. Normal okay. guy. No effort. Hey, Norm. How's it going? Because <laughs> I don't feel like I'd be that that impressive. <laughs> and that moves us down to our final question, which is the latest edition of our Patreon questions. That's right. Julio from the podcast The Contrarians gave us this question, and I think it's bloody awesome. I also think that their podcast is bloody awesome. It's called The Contrarians. I'll have a link in the notes below. They basically review a movie, and one of the first things they do is the Contrarians Corner, where they look at the review score on Rotten Tomatoes, and they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes score. They basically oh. argue for why the movie's crap, even if everybody loves it, or vice versa, they argue why it's awesome, even if everybody thinks it stinks. So, that's kind of controversial, and that leads into this question, which is, what is your guys' most controversial opinion about this film? So, I guess my most controversial opinion of this film was that Rami shouldn't, doesn't deserve an Oscar. He doesn't deserve yeah. the credit that he's getting for starring in this role. And I just, and I, I don't know if, if it's just a personal thing, but I, I just didn't think that he pulled off the the persona of Freddy in this film, and it distracted me from it. And it just all the way through, I was thinking, this guy's not Freddy. He's not Freddy. Yeah. He's not even close. And I felt let down. Felt I agree with you. I, I felt like he was odd the entire time. Whereas Freddie Mercury was two different people. He was the he was the show recluse that eventually turned it around and became like this onstage amazing performer sort of thing. And I don't think he for me, Rami Malik was like, nah, he was just odd the entire yeah, time. It was he didn't have that weird. dichotomy. Yeah. It was there was a definite split from him and the other actors in the film, like in, in terms of, you know, the fact that he was crazy and those guys were way too normal. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell we're really pissing but off it's a, it's a film, they're just trying to make a point. They're just trying to they've got a short amount of time to just say, Hey, he was different, you know, from these other guys. And that's why it didn't work out. My most controversial opinion is that Queen songs aren't that good. Most of their lyrics are just cuckoo bananas. Exactly, that's All cool. I hear is Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga. It's, it's like something that a five-year-old wrote. Yeah, but it's like Puff the Magic Dragon. That's a shit lyric too, but yeah. it's got such deep I, meaning I'm not, to it. I'm not banging on about how Puff the Magic Dragon is an awesome song either. I think that's pretty lame too. <laughs> You're banging on about but Enter Sandman being I, I want being to good ride before. my bicycle. <laughs> I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. Yeah. You know, and they've got a song about cars. I love my car. I, I just, like, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Like, a lot of the lyrics just for me are just like, meh. I'm going to stick up for all the Queen fans out here and say, uh, <laughs> this is 2019 Sam talking, not 1980s, 1990s, when Queen was at its peak and they were revolutionary for the time. We will, we will rock you. 
We are the champions. That's you know, how many times have you no sung that? No time for losers. You probably never sang that song. That's the problem, eh? We are the champions. If you've ever no been comments. a champion, you've... <laughs> I've been missing out. Well done, you caught me. <laughs> what do you got, Stace? This is a really tough question for me to answer because I don't have any conf- controversial opinions about this film because I thought it was really great. But I would have liked to, having known Freddie's lifestyle, he was really like in in his peak he was really like heady and had lots of celebrity friends and that we know of like michael jackson elton john princess die david bowie yeah why didn't they feature in the film it would have really demonstrated what an awesome like super celebrity he was because all we went off was well we're having heaps of concerts we don't really get to the world that he was living in. Well, they true, played yeah. him down quite a lot, eh, in this yeah. film. Like he was some kind of B-grade, or yeah. Queen was a B-grade group. In reality, yeah. they were they were A-class all Exactly. The way. <laughs> and it's like Queen was existing Class in this A. isolated universe where they were the only band. What about all the other bands? Like they mentioned them, like who was starring at the Live Aid concert. Why don't they just sh- bring some of those... Um, characters in backstage or something they were walking it's, it's around like, backstage with all these other superstars it's like when they were making this film they reached out to some of those estates or you know like the Bowie estate or whatever or reached out to different people and only Bob Geldof went back and was like yeah I'm, I'm not famous anymore fuck it yeah you can have a guy in there playing me why not <laughs> yeah playing him really terribly yeah, yeah amazingly terribly <laughs> yeah so more celebrities fair enough and that moves us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you to these two for joining us. Much you do have a song to sing us out on. <laughs> we are the champion. Oh, you've never heard that one, though. Ah, you. <laughs> you want to help? Do you want to say I'm sing me? You probably don't know the words. <laughs> Come over here and eat this dick, boy. <laughs> oh, this really is a Queen podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freddie's rubbed off on me. <laughs> or I've rubbed off Freddie. Uh, anywho, and thank you, Stacey, for joining us to discuss Thanks, for Henry City. The... Thanks for catching up finally after all these months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, six months. It's been good. So anyway, guys, coming up soon on the podcast is uh, me, a new guy, Dan, and Kahu are going to review Star Wars for episode 77 because it came out in 1977. A couple of other episodes coming up too. Uh, Captain Marvel's on the horizon. Can't wait for that. If you guys would like to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews and you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anyway, that is thanks for me. Thanks, guys. See ya. And just before we go, I just want to call out Spanky after he said that I got the 2018 Tasteless Award. And, um, <laughs> for Much being the <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward. I want to have a bit of a showdown. Me, Spanky, and other co-presenters that are also in that same mould of Tasteless. I hear Dory, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. maybe Emily Higgins from the Tasteless podcast. She, she's <laughs> the definition of Tasteless. Uh, yeah. Wayne from the Countdown podcast. Whoa. Whoa. I want to pull out the big guns. I want, to, I want to see how low and dirty we can go without... <laughs> Sam editing us. So, uh. This will be released under a different name, so yeah, you'll have yeah, to yeah. find it on the dark web. Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the After Hours edition. Yeah. yeah, so sometime in 2019, that's where I want. Anyway. Oh, you heard Jet-jet. it here first, we're going to pull it together. I'm going to try and get as many of those people together in the same room, on the same podcast as possible. Tasteless edition. The tasteless edition. <laughs> this is the, the after 8.30pm. <laughs> the parents gone to bed one. <laughs> Anyway, thanks again to our Patreons. You guys are amazing. You can check the show notes, find the Tasters podcast and find the Contrarians podcast over there. But otherwise, yeah, that's thanks for me. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.